After taking all of this, we have a contribution margin of 13%. You are listening to Conversations with Nathan Latka, where I sit down and interview the top SaaS founders, like Eric Wan from Zoom. If you'd like to subscribe, go to gitlatka.com. We've published thousands of these interviews, and if you want to sort through them quickly by revenue or churn, CAC, valuation, or other metrics, the easiest way to do that is to go to gitlatka.com and use our filtering tool. It's like a big Excel sheet for all of these podcast interviews. Check it out right now at gitlatka.com. Hey folks, my guest today is Guy Freery. He's a co-founder and CEO of Delato, investor at Norte Ventures, Co- uh, Kobe, Nomo, and B-Hub, in addition to being a board member of Quico and B-Hub. He co-founded Levo Eyewear, co-founded Grow, and co-founded Warden Angels, the Brazilian chapter. He holds a Bachelor's of Engineering degree in Industrial Engineering from PUC Rio and an MBA from Wharton Business School, now building Delato.com.br, which is playing in the uh, enablement space for LATAM and the LATAM enablement space for e-commerce sites and financial services. All right, Key, you ready to take us to the top? Yeah, Nathan. So super All excited right. to be here. Thanks for the invitation. You bet. You've got a lot going on. So, I mean, are you really focused on the startup here or is this like a side thing? <laughs> no, I'm focused on the startup, uh, focused on the Lado, but of course, there are many opportunities going on in the region. And so I, would, I like to do side investments and help other entrepreneurs. But uh, but my focus and my time is more dedicated to to building Dolado. So what what is it? I mean, it looks like it's something that we can use to like buy headphones, buy chargers, things like that. But is there a SaaS play here that I'm not seeing? Yeah. So what you see when you get into the website is we focus on building a solution that helps small merchants uh, buy better their inventory and also sell better online because most of the, the merchants, the small entrepreneurs in Brazil are 100% offline. And we decided to focus initially on electronics because everybody's going after the low-hanging fruits, which is fashion and groceries. But those, those segments are too competitive already. So we decided to focus on electronics. We are the only one on the B2B marketplace space online, VC-backed. And that's where we saw the biggest opportunity and the SaaS play that we have here is the e-commerce play to help them sell online. And we're also about to launch uh, a management tool to help them manage their business better. So we help them buy better, sell better, and manage better their business. So what does the average paying customer today pay monthly in terms of the SaaS part of the business? The SaaS part of the business, we're giving it for free because it's a way for us to, it's a CAC hack. Like we offer the e-commerce solution for them to sell to their final cloud for free. But the moment they start using our solution and build the trust, we can make a lot of money by sell them their inventory. So right now, like we operate like Amazon. Amazon, they have a marketplace on the side that connects uh, suppliers with final customers, but they also have their own line of products that they make a lot of margin on that. So we're doing this on the B2B. So our SaaS today is free and we don't have plan on monetizing on this front because the way, way, great way to have a low CAC and monetize on the other front. So then on this, let's let's build up a marketplace for a second. Okay. So in the past 30 days, well, I guess let's just use the last full month, which is April. Um, how many suppliers were on the platform? How many SKUs? So right now we have around 500 SKUs, 100% focus on the electronics. We have uh, more than 30,000 merchants 
registered and the market those are those are suppliers or buyers those are buyers and on the supplier side we are we, now we are increasing on the b2b marketplace uh, we just have around five suppliers for now but the idea is to increase more but uh but yeah but we already so, Guy, have there's five suppliers with 500 huge. SKUs. yes Exactly. Okay, and there's thirty thousand registered buyers. How many of those buyers spent at least a dollar the past thirty days? Uh, less less thirty days, around one one thousand and five hundred spend on average with us uh, one hundred and twenty dollars on average, mm -hmm. and, uh, and so we've been growing fifty. 50% month over month. So this month we are spending, we are increasing 50% this number that I just told you. Mm -hmm. So 1,500 uh, buyers, right? Uh, spending 120 bucks on average, like per checkout is about $200,000 of order volume. How do you make money yes. on that $200,000 of order volume? Right now we have, that's the beauty of what we do is we have a lot of margin. So right now the gross margin, uh, consider the price we sell and how much we pay in terms of COGS, it's 28%. So it's one of the highest in, in, in the B2B segment, the B2B marketplaces. So and, just to be clear, uh, you're making $56,000 yeah. on $200,000 of volume. Yeah, so, but besides this, we also have to take out logistics. We have to take out transaction costs. So... After taking all of this, we have a contribution margin of 13%. Okay, got it. So just to be clear, there's $200,000 that these buyers are purchasing from uh, five suppliers and 500 SKUs on your platform. As they put and spent $200,000 over the past 30 days, you have to spend about 150000 of that to actually buy the physical good, the charger, the headphones, the whatever, the, the product. So that's your 28% sort of gross margin. Then after all your operating costs, your people, marketing, sales, whatever, you're taking about 13% to the bottom line. Is that about right? Yes, that's correct. I see. Okay. This makes a ton of sense. <clears throat> so so um, that would mean, you know, so 56 per, times 0.13. Yeah. So that means you're doing about $8,000 per month right now in terms of margin you make on the marketplace. Now, does that include the goods that you sell directly that you own and products you own and build yourself? Most of them, most of them, uh, it's it's directly that I, the marketplace, the 3P play that it, it's, it just started last month. So over 90% of what we are talking here is from our like we buying and selling to to the clients not just intermediating uh, on the 3p marketplace yeah oh i see i see i see got it so you you started off by only selling your own line of products now you've added yes. five suppliers and 500 SKUs. yes yeah, so uh amazon that's just like amazon amazon 60 percent of what you see in amazon it's coming from a third party but 40 percent it's it's Amazon. It's like they are buying from someone else and they have it in their inventory. Some of them has Amazon brand on it and selling directly. So it's a mix of 1P and 3P. This is exactly what we are doing here. I see. Got it. So so you're right now doing a run rate in terms of your gross margin, right? Of something or sorry, your your I guess how do you calculate your revenue? You don't want to use just total transaction volume going through your platform, right? Yeah. So right now. That's the way we, because it's still marginal, the way we do 3P. On the 3P, uh, on the marketplace side, it should be take rate times GMV. But the GMV, as I told you, like it's still very small because we just started. So 
most all of our revenue comes from the one P play, the direct, like, like a regular e-commerce. So the yeah. way we calculate revenue is is in terms of ARR and OLI. So right now, if you analyze uh, the numbers that I told you, it's going to be something around $2 million in ARR and annualized. And in terms of gross revenue, it's uh, gross revenue 28% and contribution margin after you take all the costs is 13%. Yeah. So it's about $500,000 of gross run rate after cost of goods sold. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Interesting. Um, I guess I still don't understand. So who, who like name a company that's go- that you, that's using Delato to buy headphones and chargers. Yeah. So we are talking here about not any kind of company. We're talking about very small uh, retailers that has usually one store. And we're not going after the retailer, the low-hanging fruit, as I told, the retailer that is located in Sao Paulo, in Mexico City. No, not this guy. I'm talking about the guy who is in a city with less than 100,000 people. Uh, so it's like a gas station that needs to put more headphones yes. at checkout. Okay. Exactly. But usually uh, I'm talking about small electronic store, but gas station that has convenience store, it's also part of the the, the retailer that is buying from. But more yeah, I mean, on I was gonna say everyone in my audience has probably been to a gas station on a road trip and seen at the checkout yes. they have like at a station to buy your iPhone charger that you left at home. You are the one that is yes. supplying the charger. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Especially the one in the middle of nowhere when you're in the middle of the road in a city that have very few people and you stop there. Yes, that's the kind of retailer that we're talking here. Interesting. Okay. So will you ever move? So you're, you're sort of using this marketplace and selling these goods as a way to get these folks into your ecosystem, this gas station. You're not charging for the software right now. I imagine at some point though, you will you will want to do only software because the margin's way higher, right? Yes. Yes. But the point is, it's a mistake if I go after the SaaS right now, because now what I want is data. First of all, data. The moment I know how much they are buying from us, I have a very good idea of how much they are selling. And this kind of merchant, this kind of small retailer, it's very hard for you to get the data on how much they sell. That's why giving credit for this segment is super hard because nobody has the actual data. But the moment I know how much he's selling online, the moment I know how much he's buying, the moment I have all the data of the transactions that are going, the real data, then I can provide financial services, credits, payments, charge a SaaS fee for the use of the platform. But everything needs to happen step by step. If I decided to do everything now, uh, it's not going to work. Folks, as you know, time and place is everything, especially in marketing. But in today's age of a million messages a minute and not enough hours in a day, how can you actually catch your target's attention? Well, there is a simple way, and many of you guys are testing this already. LinkedIn can help you speak to the right people at the right time. With LinkedIn becoming number one B2B display advertising in the US, you really have an advantage if you can get it right, right? So you can stand out against your competitors on nurturing customer relationships, growing your brand. Uh, they can get you quality and quantity with their target 
targeting tools, which means your ads are see- being seen by really people who matter. And so it's no wonder why companies of all sizes are using it. Take Main Street, the company that helps venture-backed startups claim tax credits. They increased their annual recurring revenue by 12 million with LinkedIn's marketing solutions. I really encourage you guys to try out LinkedIn, scale your marketing, grow your business with LinkedIn advertising. So here's the deal. As a thank you to their customers for helping them grow three times faster than the competition, LinkedIn's offering $100 credit on your next campaign. You can access it by going to linkedin.com slash SaaS interviews to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com forward slash SaaS interviews. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. I get the vision. I understand where you're going. Now, have you bootstrapped this or did you decide to raise capital? We bootstrapped in the beginning, but like right after we 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 started, we were approached by by some funds like GFC, Global Founders, and then Valor Capital, which is one of the top funds here from US Invest in Brazil. Now we have eight funds on the cap table, angels from all over the world, like partners from Lightspeed in so, so Gee, what was the last round? How much was it? The last round we just announced two months ago was a $10 million round that was led by Valor Capital. And we brought like six, six funds alongside. And was that your Series A, would you say? Yes, my Series A. Okay. And then what was before that? Did you close around last year in 2021? Yeah, yeah. We, we, we closed around last year, uh, no, in 2020. That was a seed round of two, $2 million. Okay. And anything before that or no? No. no. Okay. So you raised $12 million to date. Now, most people in their Series A are selling between 10 and 15% of the business. Were you in that same range? Yes. Yeah, definitely. Okay. So you were like 90 million pre-money valuation, something like that. No, less than that. We to I can disclose you the numbers, but we were diluted 15% to be precise. I, so we are alongside the lines of uh like yeah, six, more well, like a 60, more like a 60 million 60, valuation. Yes. Still, yes. that's a fairly high. I mean, that's a look, it depends on how you define revenue. If you're able to convince your investors to count your 2.4 million as your revenue versus your take rate of half a million run rate, the multiple looks a little more rational. But if you look at a half million run rate, it's 120x multiple. Do you get nervous about growing into that valuation? No, the point is the way in my market, in the B2B marketplace, you the multiple is according to the ARR in terms of revenue. So if you look in terms of ARR, and the point is, as I told you, we, yeah, but this is SaaS revenue. SaaS revenue will get a hundred x multiplier, and that's six. You know, that's two months ago for the market crash. But your take rate's only twenty six percent. There's no way you can. I mean, unless these investors are stupid, they're not. By the way, because I know Valor, right? They're not giving you yeah. credit for two point two million of run rate revenue and treating that like SaaS revenue. No, definitely not. Because, like, as I told you, we are not the SaaS part of the business is free. We are B two B marketplace that also have a SaaS play, but like. The way they look at us and the investor look at us is we are B2B marketplace that has been growing consistently. And to be honest with you, if you look at the take rate for the B2B marketplaces here in the region, it's the take rate is around 4%. So we have like one of the highest margin, uh, even like considering contribution margin in the end is higher than the take rate that everybody else charge. So, and we are very well positioned to be one of the largest players in the segment that's just beginning the B2B marketplace. The oldest one has like two, three years. So we have the best investors, the team. So yeah, we have Got a it, higher multiple. So, so if you're at 2.2 right now, where were you exactly a year ago so we can calculate growth rate? 
the two point two when I was in terms you're of you're at a two point two million run rate right now. Where were you exactly yes. a year ago? A year ago we were pre-revenue. Okay, pre-revenue, we got it. Yeah. We started so monetizing. Got- yeah, it's been one year exactly. Uh, it's been one year that we started monetizing. One year. I see. Year. I see. Very interesting. And how many folks are on the team today full time? One hundred and thirteen. 113. Got it. And so, I mean, obviously the markets are downturning right now, right? So like, what are you comfortable driving burn up to? So our burden now is very well controlled. So we have like more than 30 months of of runway because the business is still growing. But first of all, like more more than 50%. Sorry, just to be clear, 30 months of runway, you just raised 10 million divided by 30 months. You're saying you spend about 300 grand a month all in? Less than that, in fact, a little bit less okay. than that. So it's more than 30 months. I, I'm not disclosing okay. the correct number. I'm telling just it's more than 30 months. So and our burn is less than, than the number that you're saying. Yeah, so, your net yeah. your net burn is less than 300,000 a month. Yes, yes, definitely. Yeah, yeah. interesting. Um, okay, uh, great. So what do you think you have to grow the business to to go to a competitive series B? So we are guiding ourselves by the milestones that you see on the napkin by Point nine, which I think it's an amazing way to guide the business. Not the, the one that's based on 2021, but the one last year. So our goal is to reach $5 million in ARR with uh, a net uh, net positive uh, net positive uh, revenue retention and, and also like to reach 40% gross margin as the way I told you, like uh, revenue minus COGS. And build the best team this we already have like our c level comes from the top uh the top marketplaces from the region and keep going on average between 7 and 10x compared to the revenue that we had last year All so right. if we More reach those goals you. i think we are yeah i think we are well positioned to do a series we'll b see. but we don't we'll need see. to do a series b in the like in the short term so we're not actually considering doing this right now. Yep. Well, you're driving, you'll, you'll obviously hire and drive burn up, right? So if you have 20 months of runway and this downturn lasts 24 months, then you, you have a timing issue, right? But you'll figure it out. It'll be interesting to watch. Um, yeah. In the meantime, though, let's wrap up here with the famous five. Number one, favorite book. Favorite book in the context of what we're discussing, Pitch Anything by Warren Clef. Genius. Num- number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying? Uh. Yes, I think the CEO, there's, there are many CEOs that I'm following, but uh, the CEO of Tokopedia in Indonesia is a genius. I follow like all his interviews and I really like his vision, the way he does. Things. Number three, what's your favorite online tool for building a Dolado? Shopify, 100%. Shopify is it's amazing. Number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? I need to get eight hours of sleep. Because like okay. I train really hard and I need to to get a good night's sleep. Otherwise, it doesn't right. work well. All right. Eight sounds good to me. And what's your situation? Married, single kids? Married, no kids. All right. And how old are you? 37 next week. All right. Hey, happy early birthday, Guy. Uh, last question. Thanks, something. What's something you wish you knew when you were 20? Oh, man. I wish I could. I, I'm a frustrated triathlete i wish i could be dedicating more time to sports but unfortunately my life as entrepreneur doesn't allow me to spend more time on this so unfortunately it's a dream that i have not made it yet guys dolado.com.brazil they help 
that gas station in the middle of nowhere, which you've seen on a road trip before, make sure they never run out of chargers that they sell at the checkout. You know what I'm talking about? They've got over 1500 of those gas stations is the analogy we're using that spent about 120 bucks uh, over the past 30 days. So monthly they're processing almost 200,000 bucks of GMV annualized. It's 2.4 million. Their take rates about 26%. So their gross run rate right now is about 500,000 bucks. And they're also profitable. They take about 13% to the bottom line. Now that won't stay the case here because they just raised a 10 million series A at around a 50, 60 million valuation. He's going to reinvest in growth with his team of 120, sorry, his team of 110 people as they look to scale up past 1500 customers and now develop and get additional suppliers on the platform. So they're not just selling their own products anymore, but they build a really healthy marketplace. We'll see what happens. Gee, thanks for taking us to the top. Thanks, Nathan.